Welcome back to the Book Wars Pod for episode 171. Bow, 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 bow. Nice. I am Chris. I am here with the whole team. Well, not the whole team. Rana's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, Rana, Rana, I couldn't Rana, hit the button. Rana <laughs> Erasure. I know. I was going to say. <laughs> oh we are here she's with busy. Good myself, Kate, Miranda, and Ash. And we are here to talk about The Rising Storm by Kevin Scott. Chapter 50 through to the end. It's true. Also, just to clarify, Ron, Ron has not been around because she works for a nonprofit and is doing actually like important stuff to help society. No, unlike... Rana has a real life that actually entails her doing things and going places I was as opposed to me, <laughs> where I move between my bed, the couch, and the toilet on a daily basis. <laughs> I, I deadass this week. I started just living on the couch. Because when when it was hot, like I I have an AC unit, it doesn't necessarily distribute very well. Mm. So I just like took the fan that I have, like the tower fan, in my bedroom. I just like pulled it out to the living room, put it kind of near the AC unit, and then pointed it. it towards me on the couch so mm-hmm. I could sleep. <laughs> and it's been like a day or two. Since we kind of got relief, but I haven't moved back. You know, you've got you've got a you got a whole setup there. I I, it's, I totally get it's that. It's great. Listen, I, couch sleep hits different. I respect it. It's great. Since I live in fucking Hellspawn, Texas, uh, where it's hot and humid <laughs> oh. all the mm. time, there's literally a fan pointed at my bed. And because my parents, who I live with, are fucking psychos and keep the house at seventy five degrees. <laughs> That's not acceptable when your humidity level is that high because it feels like it's a billion degrees warmer than that. Yeah, yeah I, I know. Shit, I, yeah, I got my shit set to seventy four, but I also live in Portland. It's only wet in the winter, right? Yeah, my my Ugh. glasses don't f- like fucking steam up when I walk in outside. Oh my they god, s- they steam up in my own home. Yeah, oh, that's, that's right. fucked up. That is fucked. <laughs> that's. That's worse than us, and our house has been at pretty much a constant 80 to 85 degrees for the past month because our AC is broken. Yes, which is horrible, but also it's a dry heat, so, <laughs> you know. Fuck famously. off. It's still fucking hot. It's 100 <laughs> degrees I in lived Portland in New Mexico week. where it's about the driest dry heat you can get, and it's yeah. not as bad as it being 105 degrees with 80% humidity. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Well, yeah, but it's still- We live here for a reason. <laughs> Burp. No, we live here for a reason because we because as 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 folks know, we used to live in DC and holy fucking hell. Like yep. is yeah, it as bad I don't, ba- is I don't as, fuck with humidity. Is it as bad as coastal Texas? I no. Because no. I've been because I've been there at the you know, times of year, but still. It was I didn't I didn't appreciate the fact that my ass just never dried out. So <laughs> you know, for like months. So anyway. <laughs> Good talk. On today's episode of the Book Wars yeah. Pod. I was gonna say I'm I'm just I'm gonna move. I'm gonna <laughs> Eyes forward, keep walking. I truly don't uh, know what y'all expect from me, but alright. <laughs> um 
So just in case we're not off the rails enough, is anybody <laughs> drinking anything? And if so, what? Yeah, it's not. It's 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 a really exciting Friday night in the Seedor household. Chris has nothing, and I have water. <laughs> That's true. Well, have... it's okay. It's it's because we haven't cooked dinner yet. Because we were like too lazy, and I was napping, and Kate was playing video games, <laughs> and then we were like, "Well, we probably don't have time to cook before the before we record now." And and then we were like, "Okay, so let's just make like a snack of some chicken nuggies <laughs> and cook after." But if I drink, I'm not cooking after. Okay, so. well. I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> All very valid reasons. Burb, what about you? I have water, but I already drank most of it. And it's also like I am fully set up on my couch, as we have discussed. And I can't really get to it around the mic, which I have attached. It's like a long boy. So it's attached to my coffee table. Oh, God. Sure. Yeah, I mean... Ignore the me- no. We'll just do it from this side, so you don't see all the fucking mess in my house. So oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm familiar. Thank you're just like lounging. You're reclining. I love this for you. <laughs> Sorry for the feet pics. <laughs> but and we won't put that on the Instagram. Thank you. Nope. Not for free anyway. That's a Patreon benefit. <laughs> wow, that is not, that is not a Patreon benefit. I will not be putting any foot pics on Instagram. Oh, Could you imagine if I was like completely unprompted, fucking screenshot it and put it on the Patreon? <laughs> <laughs> give us a hundred thousand dollars and you can You know what? If they give us a hundred thousand dollars, I will put my Hobbit feet on Instagram. <laughs> I was gonna say I'd do it for fifty thousand. Oh. Like Yeah, but ain't nobody wanna look at your feet. I don't want to look at your feet. Listen, I've been looking at your feet okay. for thirteen Somebody years. Somebody wants to look at anyone's feet. Mm. There's Okay, There's someone out there for everyone's feet. Oh I'm God. confident. Hey, you want to hear something fucking insane? Yes. <laughs> that I did a couple of years ago when I had like less than $2 in my bank account. Oh no, Ash. You can you tell where this is going. Uh, no, I didn't like on a website. I mean, yes, I did selfie pics, <laughs> but I didn't sell them on like a website. I had made a comment on Twitter about how I have unusually long toes, which is true. And some guy came in my, oh my DMs. God. And said, how much? And I was like, <laughs> to tell you how strapped for cash I was at this moment, the fact that I actually was like, I don't know, name your price. He said, $500 for 10 picks. And I was like, yes, I don't care. You don't even know what right. my face looks like. It's just oh. my feet. This is like the most innocuous thing. I can't believe I'm admitting this on a podcast. For a <laughs> you can take yes. it out later if you want to. You do You do control it's, this bitch. It's true. No, it's staying. <laughs> Ash, you have the best fucking stories. I just <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. Like that's like a solid price though, I feel like. I you know if it I was gonna like... be like forty dollars, I wouldn't have done it, but the no. man said five hundred dollars. And I was oh, like, yeah. you know, I've done worse for five hundred dollars. I was gonna say, you know, like dude, five hundred dollars for like thirty seconds of your time taking ten pictures of your feet. I get it. Yep. Yep. I would have done it. I told my dad this story recently, and he was like, I respect the hustle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, Dad! <laughs> Amazing. He was like, good for you, kid. <laughs> oh, my God, that fucking kills. I don't know. I have no words. That's just. Amazing. Incredible. No notes. Stunning. Just for the record, I will not sell anybody any pictures of my feet anymore. <laughs> now, I kind of want to see how long your toes are. Huh? I want five hundred bucks, Miranda. I don't have five. I have. I also have four dollars in my bank account. Um, 
I'm just curious. Oh my god, this is what happens when we record on Fridays, y'all. <laughs> I have to put feet pics in our chat. That's, I mean, whatever. That would be very funny. That's fine. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> don't, don't do that. I, like, I feel I like if you did, Kristen would like immediately respond with some like weird picture of pregnancy feet. No questions You're asked. so right. No questions she keeps asked. sending me pictures of like she's putting like um she's athletic... got KT tape. Yes, she's got KT <laughs> on her belly. So she keeps sending me pictures of the fucking wrapping situ or whatever situation, and I'm just like, I didn't. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know she was doing that. And then she like sent a picture of her <laughs> pregnant ass belly to a group chat today, and like bless her, she does do like the invisible ink shit on like personal pictures so we don't have to look at them if we don't want to because bodies are gross and weird <laughs> um accurate, accurate. but <laughs> she sent a picture and i looked at it and i was like is that kt tape yep no she, wild. What she she sent me the youtube video she used to figure out where to put the tape so you know i love ash that. what are you drinking <laughs> I should cut this all out, but I'm not gonna. No, I just... <laughs> That's good. Nah, no uh, need. Water, water, but it's all the way over there on my bed. Oh, so oh no. Until I can stop talking to get up. <laughs> oh my Gotta have feet talk. Oh man. Um, I told everybody a story about my fucking time taking feet pics, selling feet pics. Fuck so. yes. <laughs> Maybe Respect that's person? what I can do if I quit my job. Feet pic, sell feet pics. No one wants to see your feet, Chris. No one wants. I stand by what I said before. There is Nobody someone out there. Nobody wants to see a cishet white man's nasty ass feet. I stand by what I said before. What you you think queer people can't be into feet? It's homophobic verb. I said a cishet white man. That yeah, doesn't mean there queer could people be. can't be into feet. What? No, nobody wants to look at your feet specifically. That's what we're saying. You specifically, you. No one wants to look at that. No, Burbs being homophobic. I feel like oh, I feel noted like homophobe, yes. Miranda. I'm being homophobic to Chris? The question mark? Straight. <laughs> yes. Cis hat person on this. You're podcast. being homophobic to all the gay men in the world who might want to see my feet. You don't know. Okay, I feel like as producer, we need to get off the feet talk <laughs> and actually talk about stuff. I'm so fucking upset. <laughs> Uh, all right anyway so for our so and just as a reminder in case throughout all that you lost the plot listeners we're all sober <laughs> horrifyingly sober just um, very sober just as a reminder our cause for this book is the prism foundation uh which is dedicated to exploring critical issues that affect the asian and pacific islander lgbtqia plus community and supporting innovative programs and individuals seeking solutions to those issues they provide academic scholarships to non-traditional API LGBTQIA plus students and core funding to under-resourced and underrepresented local community orgs and projects. You can learn more and donate to them at theprismfoundation.org. Remember, as always, that's prism with an M. I don't know what the prison foundation with an N is, but I'm very confident that we don't support it. <laughs> Chris, you just read that like a fucking the side effects on a drug commercial. <laughs> I <laughs> fucking blessings. Um, 
I, I fucking all right i cannot um anyway so the first thing i wanted to talk about was the weird force shit in this book because um force dog force dog i was gonna say i <laughs> like i could not remember like so so we t- so we've had a few gaps in um reading and recording and whatever else and so i could not for the life of me the the other night remember what the fuck the leveler was called and i was like I, I was like talking to Chris and I was like the bad force dog and Chris is like what the fuck are you talking about and I'm like the, the bad, bad force dog, dog that eats your soul <laughs> nom nom puppy yes <laughs> for what um, it's worth Kate also said this to me over the weekend when they were in town and I was like I read this I read this part of the book like well before we were supposed to record the first time for once in your life and for it backfired once in horribly fucking life the lesson as always never try (laughs) (laughs) oh my god um yeah so i don't i don't think we've quite encountered a critter like this who just takes four sensitive people and like what eats their like what life energy what are we calling it i don't um what about the fucking what about the fucking lizards from air to the empire don't they do that or do they just yeah it's they mm. just they just kind of stop it. This is like an active good question. Slurping. <laughs> yeah, l- <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> Ash just, the way I just almost <laughs> did a spit take everywhere. <laughs> I hated everything about that. Oh my god! <laughs> Listen, I I was just right. asking questions, trying to be an active participant in this podcast. <laughs> That's not the right I, active thing you should have been doing, apparently. I Okay, I just want... This is another sidebar, but you know what? We're already off the rails, so I care not. That, <laughs> that time we were watching Solo and you described that fucking, what do you call it, being eaten by the maw... And we were we were trying to decide on what the sound effect was, and you came up with moist ripping. Yes, which is the worst. <laughs> I thing stand by that. I have ever. Is it accurate? Yes, because that is what a turkey sounds like when I'm doing Thanksgiving, and I'm trying to pull it apart with my hands. And also, why? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. So the <laughs> the bad force tug just active slurping i fucking despise you he yes so he makes it such that it's just like god poor Loden, as if he hadn't been there enough dies in the most horrible way he's just like at the end of the he's just crispy man like he's just like all desiccated no, he's past crispy he's past crispy all right he's dusty he's he's yeah he's in the bottom of the barbecue like he's he's disintegrating oh my god ah uh... Does that make him in a worse state than Anakin if he's in the bottom of the barbecue? Uh, ooh, I mean, I guess that depends on what definition of worse we're going with. Mm, mm, worse mm. for him or worse for the rest of us? A great point. Like, Loden's dead. Yeah. Anakin wasn't dead. I guess that's true. And then he did bad things. Yeah. Like, genocide. So, like, it's Anakin murder. probably would have preferred to be... All the way dead? Post-crispy. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. All right. Well, anyway. Is that a new rapper? Like post? Like post yeah, I got it. No, no, we got it. <laughs> I got it. I chose not to say anything. Yeah. And then you, okay. Everyone I, was clear. Okay, I wow. I to inform you all that I'm leaving the podcast. <laughs> yeah. We had, a, we had a great run. We really did. It lasted about three episodes longer than we expected. So. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um. 
Okay, but in all honesty, this is the most body horror I've gotten since like I was like six and the first time I saw Empire Strikes Back and I saw Han and the fucking Carbonite. That is scary when you were a child. It does not look right. And now I laugh at it because it's like he goes in and he has shackles on. He comes out and his hands are like this by his head. And I'm like, hey, you <laughs> fucked it up. And so now it's just funny to me. But no, this is fucking like actively disgusting. Oh, it's terrible. Like it's, you know, from reading this book that Kevin Scott is a horror fan. Mm-hmm. And he does a lot mm-hmm. of like horror comics and mm-hmm. other horror writing, I believe, in in his um in his collected works, for lack of a better term. His, um, his own wars career. His his port his portfolio, I think is the word I was looking for. Incredible. Um but yeah, like it's it's terrifying because you just have no way to see it coming. Like, you know, we see row going after this thing and we get hints like you know we got the hint from um when he killed sam the eagle (laughs) that uh that it somehow interferes with his ability to feel the force right and that's how he died right but like that's a whole nother level from this like this is like it was unleashed and the jedi were winning and loden and bell were about to be reunited and then Everybody within a certain radius went crazy and Loden died. That's going to happen. So, uh, it, apparently <laughs> so. I so here, here here's my question for y'all. I, I obviously we're going to see more of this critter. Um but I I was having I was curious and I was like having trouble gauging like the the area of effect, I guess you could say. Like obviously Loden got all super fucked up Dead. and you know within a th- Yes. And like Chris said, within a certain radius, like the Jedi kind of like they're all they all start like having these horrible like visions and hallucinations and stuff. Um, but then there were Jedi who just straight up were like unaffected. And so I'm like, how like what's how do we defend against this? Like, do we just like stay? stay do we just run very far away from it like, and, and try to kill it that way? Or like what? What? I don't I don't know what we do with it. Well, spoiler alert, the Jedi don't either. Oh, OK, great. Cool. 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 cool, cool so cool. we're going to get. We're going to get a lot, I mean, as one would expect, like in a long book series where something like this that is just such an existential threat to the Jedi is introduced. It's it's a major, major plot point throughout phases one and two from here on out. Oh, Lordy. Um, Didn't you say, oh, was it another thing you said wasn't going to be a thing again? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was oh, yeah, a different that's thing. Like, that's like the nuke in a box. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that in a hot second. Okay. Um, Sorry, now I have dick in a box stuck in my head. Oh, uh, God. This... It's a nuke in a box. I... Uh, <laughs> wow. Anyway, so yeah, like, it's... I mean, Kate, I think you have an ex... You're making an excellent point. And also, like, how do you begin to answer these questions when the only people who saw it went crazy? Right. And and right. didn't see it, for lack of a better term, because they weren't in their right minds anymore. Feels fucked up. Feels fucked up. Feels pretty fucked up. So yeah, no, I, mm, I'm, I'm kind of excited. I, I, a lot of the higher public, honestly, and like this wasn't a topic we planned out, but since you mentioned it with Kevin, like so much of the higher public is really is like leaning into the horror vibes, like this, um, fucking Claudia's YA book, the dark. Thank you. <laughs> like a lot, there's there's just there's a lot of just creepy, spooky stuff going on, and I'm kind of I'm kind of into it. Um, I feel like, I mean, 
Horror right now, I think, is like having that moment that sci-fi did a few years ago where people are like, oh, this can actually be literature and it can actually be (laughs) good and well-written and tell us something about ourselves, which one could argue was the entire point of horror in the first fucking place, but that's neither here nor there at this time. Um, But like, I I, I do, I do like how we're, how we're just kind of like leaning into that um, and just, I don't know, playing with it a whole lot because I just like when Star Wars gets weird just does stuff like get like actually doesn't go according to the formula which it loves to all the time so anyway listen there's only so many times you can act out a sparsely edited version of the hero's journey before you need to find something new (laughs) never heard of it (laughs) have you Um, considered no you can do it as many times as you want uh tell you who has is kathleen kennedy She's definitely considered that option. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. Oh my god. <laughs> um, man, I hope the Acolyte's good. Um, just casually pinning my entire hopes for Star Wars on the Acolyte. Oh, okay. Because I have no faith that any other Star Wars movie is ever going to come out. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean... I got excited for Rogue Squadron and immediately got burned, so I'm oh, just kind of... Yep. <laughs> Oh man! Never again. <laughs> Don't have hope. <laughs> I mean, you know what is going to be really helpful for everybody's schedules and trying to actually film the upcoming Star Wars movies that have been announced is the strikes. So it's going to be great. Not, not that we're like shitting on the people who are striking. Obviously, we're oh shitting, no, we are shitting on studios. Lucasfilm's ability to follow through on goddamn anything. Yes, correct. Oh, absolutely. Listen, I would sacrifice every Star Wars movie for the rest of time for the writers and actors to be paid correctly. Wow, yeah. big, big. Big promises from Chris. <laughs> I'm pro labor, man. This this is how pro labor I am. I would sacrifice Star Wars. Wow. Anyway, um, any other thoughts on the Bad Force dog? I mean, I feel like we don't know a ton about it at this time, so I am waiting to learn more. I'm just like, what that are, what part are the... largely flew over my head. I'm not. I, I'm just, he likes glow sticks. He likes glow sticks. <laughs> he's got. He's, he's... <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. <laughs> I'm leaving the pod. If you see me on the news, it's definitely for killing Chris. Anyway, um, I just aside, aside from the from the fact that he likes he he loves a good rave. <laughs> um, no, I can just like what what tell me more about the biology of the of the of the horse critter. But we do not have that at this time, so we will. Ooh, that sounds fun. It takes a hot second, but we will. I love an animal fact, as as you know. So, big fan of big fan of fauna, <laughs> the anti calcestis, you might say. Wow! All right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's talk about the Nile, Kate. I think this was your point. It sure is. I so like obviously the Nile now have uh jedi force user super weapon in the form of in the form of this like weird dog um but they're also just like in absolute chaos and i honestly cannot tell at this time who has the upper hand i mean i guess we can say that roe is still holding all the cards since he's the one with the magical glow sticks that control the dog he's Um, the one with the literal cards yes yes (laughs) um and i think i think zetar's still alive it was kind of hard to tell because i think something 
attacked him. I can I can't remember what exactly something Laura attacked his D is suit. alive, right? Yes, she is. Um, She's fucking so, angry. Yeah, she is. I mean, <laughs> listen, we're. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you who's angry. So, so we have, so we have, so we have Roe, who's like losing his grip on leadership. Um, he has Zitar's loyalty basically, and he's trying to get rid of the other, uh, Tempest runners so that he can just like replace them with his own little lackeys. Um, Lorna D's kind of fucked off because she's kind of like shown her hand in the fact that like. Listen, we all like. I feel like everybody always knew that she was out for herself, and now she's just like in the open, just being like, "What if I just took over the Nile? Wouldn't that be fun for me?" <laughs> and you know, girl, do do what you do. It's <laughs> not she's, wrong, you know. Um, and then we have Panetta, who's like mostly dead, but is also like so fucking angry. He's not a hundred percent dead, and he's just like going after Lorna D because he's just like bitch set me up um and well, so that guy's also an idiot true he's not the smartest he that's true um but also yeah there's just like i don't know it's the nile have always tried to have this like decentralized like leadership sort of situation but now it just feels like they're actually fractured and i'm just like this is very interesting because at the moment of probably the jedi's like greatest defeat so far that we've seen in the high republic they are also a hot ass mess. So, yeah, I don't know. Calling it like yes, it's a decentralized kind of situation, but it's also weird because like it's not. Mm-hmm. It traditionally Rose, is. I Rose guess I got say. all the cards. He has right. the magic space maps. He's got the glow sticks for the dog. He's got the <laughs> the fucking Chernobyl in a box. Yeah, and it's and 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 I think it becomes a question for the for Roe and for the Nile in general is what how much actual person power do you need mm-hmm. to use all of these things? Like because you know we do I like we do see like the the raid on Valo didn't go bad for them but it didn't go as well as they wanted it to like they were hoping to get in kill everybody and get out and that didn't happen most of panada's tempest is decimated at this point um and and he also like kind of carpet bombed lorna d's tempest too so that's not yeah a good thing yeah and like zitar like who the fuck knows how much of a tempest he even has because Cassav's tempest got destroyed in the last book so like it's it's definitely interesting to see because, you know, they w- they did have this decentralized thing and it worked for them while they weren't going after big targets. And they didn't, part of the beauty of being decentralized is that it's hard to track them down. And also, it's very hard for them to, like, unite against anybody. And that's where, like, the kind of, like, the 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 balance of power and balance of terror between the three kind of comes into play. And then Roe, with his plans to unite them, also gives them somebody to believe in or hate, depending on how things are going. <laughs> and sometimes both in the same day. Yeah. So it sounds like you're saying that once again, the lesson is never try. Yes. Because they tried. <laughs> and they yeah. fucked it up. Insert Yoda quote here. But yeah. Also, Lorna Z's pissed, like, because, like, she's, I mean, she's clearly the smartest. That was, like, Oh, far and away. Somewhat clear oh, yeah. in the first book and is really clear in this book. <laughs> um, with the 
ish exception of Roe, but I'm not. Well, we can talk about this more as we get further into phase one, like maybe at the end of phase one of how smart is Marky and Roe smart or did Marky and Roe get dealt a really good hand? I that, think yeah, Marky and Roe has generational space knowledge wealth. Yeah. Did, the, did, was he born on third base or did he in fact hit a triple? I, I think he might have uh, space apartheid money. Like some. Chris is making a face like, don't say anything. Don't say anything. <laughs> Just I saying. He's, he's not as smart as everyone thinks he is. Yeah, I, have, I can't respond to that without spoilers. But yes, I, I think that's an excellent thought supposition yes <laughs> yes and oh i thought he was gonna try to not say something about the elon jokes oh <laughs> i'll say i'll say everything about the elon jokes no brother I, that's that's what my whole thing was it was the elon <laughs> joke <laughs> it was great i liked it thank you i hated it mm. yeah because it's, it's elon yeah yeah um but also learn a d like she did rightly get her ass kicked on Valo by flubber by flubber <laughs> so like it's Just not cackling. it's not like it's going great for her either like that is the most embarrassing thing i can think of that could happen to me honestly is to get beat up by jello like senshi jello like i just <laughs> fuck me <laughs> just like man how big was the guy that that beat you up he was huge he and, was a blub and very solid and definitely now I'm a just person. thinking of a gelatinous cube from D and D, where they're it's just kind of like not... useless blobs, but they will destroy you. You're not wrong. I'd say it's closer to that uh -huh. than like the alternative of like a humanoid corporeal vertebrate. <laughs> yeah. Well, sure. that, no, that that guy definitely doesn't have bones in his body for sure. Yeah. <laughs> the bones are the money. <laughs> he has. No money. <laughs> oh my <laughs> fucking god. When the skeletons come to life, he's absolutely <laughs> fucked. Um, I, <laughs> I wait. I had. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, I but had he a, doesn't have hair either. So they won't be able to pull it up, but not out. I. Sorry. Wait, you were going to say I'm going to fucking real. kill you. Um, so, <laughs> um, all right. So what's the, the, the daughter of the scientist that ties bodyguarding Kieran or something? Sure. All right, what I fuck? Oh, that lady, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. The one um, with, who befriends the the gay one. Yes, yes. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so she's she's saying that the Nile theoretically stole the plans for the whatever like energy weapon they invented that like cuts out lightsabers and blasters and such. And I could and I, and that she also had like a better copy. And I honestly could not tell from the writing whether she was actually going to sell them out or she was bluffing and who owns what and what is going on. Who's to say? Yeah, it's not clear from okay. the book. I I will say because it's, it's not a spoiler I don't recall it being mentioned ever again. I think that was weird. Honestly, that plot line was kind of the weak part of this book and was very much like, how do we get Tyork into the story? Which is fine. I love Tyork. Yes. She deserves to be in the story. Yes. And also, 
it was very much a let's send her on a fetch quest to make her interact <laughs> with the heroes. Oh man! <laughs> I guess to clarify for y'all, the the gay one is Tyoric. According, to, uh, thank you. I didn't you're, know you're, her name. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, anything else you want to say about the Nile at this at this juncture? Besides what the fuck is going on over there? That's all I ever want to say. I know. I mean, even before they had the bad dog, they're doing the thing. <laughs> it's true. Well, I guess Rose doing the thing. Yeah. yeah. But execution-wise, even Lorna was doing the thing, too. That's fair enough. Pan didn't do really do shit. No, because he's a... He was useless. Pan's he's... job was guard the exit, and he couldn't even do that. Oh, my... His brain is rocks, so... <laughs> I... I don't... <laughs> That's all that's going on over there. But, yeah. So, I mean, it is... It's interesting to see them as such a foil to the Jedi, because we've never seen the Jedi have enemies that aren't the Sith, right? Like, I mean, you know, the Clone Wars happened, but, like, the droids and everybody weren't their enemies. Like, the enemies were the Sith. The droids were tools. And so we've never actually seen the Jedi, particularly when they're at their height, fight against something like an army and how that would actually work. And it's interesting to see this actually be planned out of we are going to overstimulate the hell out of them and swamp them with noise and poison gas and flashbangs. It's almost like what we did in the Middle East. <laughs> Uh, almost. Yeah. Mm. And so it's it's it is interesting to see them struggle to deal with that because I feel like it's also like kind of a trope of like the grand heroic army is faced with guerrilla warfare and suddenly they don't know what to do. Like, and this isn't quite guerrilla warfare, but it is. It's unconventional tactics, I would say. So it's it'll be interesting to see how the Jedi respond. Sounds like the United States military is just like crowdsourcing how to do guerrilla warfare at this point. Like, I can think you, the Jedi. Can you write about spend, this? I think the Jedi should spend more money on planes. <laughs> they more don't have money. a lot. I think I have no idea how many planes they have. I mean, they have all the freaking uh, what are they called? Planes, drones. No, the they're they're, they're tiny little Vespas. fighters. Oh, the Vespas. vectors. Vespas, Vespas yes. yes. <laughs> the Jedi have Vespas, thank you. They're really <laughs> slow Italian. and they can't make good turns, just like in Book of Boba Fett. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm so confused at everything that comes out of y'all's mouth about this book. <laughs> and that's okay. It's really <laughs> it's, it's the only kind way of a be. chaotic book. Uh-huh. It's like I, seven. I, I was plot confused lines. about a lot of it. <laughs> it do, it tries to do a lot. It does. And I would say it achieves in a good portion, but not all. Um, so let's talk about the Republic and where they're at, because this is one of those moments where it's like a really small split second decision ends up being a watershed moment for the galaxy, in my opinion. And so, well, Kate, you put this on the outline. So before I steal it, do you want to start or should I go ahead? Oh, no, you can you can go. I feel like you you, you filled this out. Yeah, okay. much more nicely now. <laughs> um, I, all I had all I had was like basically like president lady is in the hospital. So, yeah. you know, that's, yeah. That's so we have we have this like beloved leader who everybody thought for a moment was dead. Little Miss Great Works. Yes, she is. <laughs> what? She is, in fact, not dead. She still has her cats. Good. Dude, I was so scared the cats were gonna die. I was like, "Don't do this to me! Don't do this to me!" Kevin and would too. 
I know. Nothing is safe. I was afraid the cats were going to die. I was afraid the good dog was going to die. Like Belle's dog was going to die. I would anyway. Mm-mm. Correct. Um, and and so there is this moment where Stellan, who is the figurehead that the Jedi Order have put forward to represent them in this age of exploration. Great. Which we're going to talk about. I've, I've made my Stellan feelings very clear, and we're going to talk more about why. Um, but there is a moment where he is, like, cradling her, and he is seen as the savior of the Republic. And then there is a call for the Jedi to become the military. And this is a role that they have explicitly not taken before in these books. Like, And that is kind of the big difference between the prequel Jedi and now. Like the prequel Jedi, they were already kind of galactic police. And because the Republic didn't have an ar- a standing army, they only had the Jedi. And there were 10,000 of them at that time. And I feel like there's roughly that many now as well. There's a lot. And like, you know, we talk about We've talked at extensively throughout any book that we've read involving the Jedi and the Force about all of them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> basically not Twilight Company. Um, oh right, I was uh-huh. like, this is this is Star Wars, sir. Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with the concept, but uh... yep. And <sighs> like about the kind of slippery slope that devolves into fascism and how the Jedi have problems with that. And, and that's how they lose the clone wars before, like before a shot is fired. And at some point on that slippery slope, somebody makes a decision to step onto that slope. Like, and when you, you know, we see this throughout history and we get to see the moment where Stellan Geos makes that choice. Fucking guy. <laughs> he's just like, man, that's man. Like, listen, Elzar is very easy to make fun of because he's obviously a fucking dumbass. But Stellan is just so co- replete with like bad decisions. Like, I just like good, good gravy. Like, I don't know which of you um, had the note on the outline that about me. Uh, I didn't about, put a about damn about thing on outline. Fair. <laughs> That's fair enough. Respect. Uh, but with Elzar, I'm just like, you are just making poor choices left and right. I'm just like, li- li- listen, folks might not know where Yoda is right now, but you're acting, you're you're doing a great job filling in, bro. Like, fuck. <laughs> Truly. Like, Stellan, like, right on the heels of being like, oh, maybe we can talk more about the Jedi being involved in the military operations. He's like, oh, let's just. You know, you know how my best friend just confessed to me that he completely lost control and embraced the dark side and is asking me for help. Let's let him go back there as a treat. <laughs> Avar's going to fucking burn the like just beat the absolute ever living shit out of these two knuckleheads when she gets back like oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. And and it is I mean, you know, we're going to see more about Elzar. Uh and what I want to know what chaos shit he does, man. Yeah. I mean, same. And also, uh. and like he was, he was already not okay. And then he just experienced the leveler and whatever that did to him. Oh man. His brain is scrambled. If Panetta's brain is rocks, his brain is scrambled eggs at this time. And then, oh golly, this is your brain on drugs. Oh shit. And not like, like 
wet, wet scrambled eggs. Is my least favorite. That's, I was gonna yeah, say like oh, only not, partially not cooked. The, not the good drugs. <laughs> like he's like you know the dregs of like buffet scrambled eggs where it's like kind of watery in the bottom. Why must you take this too far every single fucking time? Because he it's, hates. What us. is my purpose here? I. What is my purpose here besides that? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so like. The Republic is, like, on paper, not in a bad place. They've, like, you know, they're united coming out of this. Like, Lena So is still alive. The Togruta want to join the Republic, which is exciting. That was exciting. good. That was fun. Yes. I just... <sighs> just the power of lesbians, man. Oh, my Hey-o. God. Their, 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 their queen is so attractive to me. I've never, have, I've never put my eyeballs on this, on this lady in my entire life. And, but she could kill me. And that yep. is enough. Yes. Miranda knows. <laughs> I am familiar with this concept. Mm-hmm. I mean, same for Lauren D. Honestly, I'm just like there's there's just like, also a lot, familiar a with lot this of concept. <laughs> also, a lot of just a lot of very deeply attractive ladies. Everybody needs a muscle mommy. So true, so true. <laughs> you all are shocked that that came out of my mouth. Kate is Kate. Kate's brain is broken. Kate has never heard of that term before, and her brain is broken. <laughs> You've never heard that term before. <laughs> no. No, I gotta I, re- I gotta rewatch Shira with that with that term in my brain hole. Oh, fucking oh, asexual! How have I heard the term muscle mommy and y'all? Is, I don't know what you get up to with is... your life. Oh my <laughs> god! Just basically the entire vibe of this book is put me down as scared and horny. <laughs> That's what Elzar is. <laughs> ain't ain't that the fucking nah. truth? Um, any other thoughts on the Republic? Obviously, we're gonna Muscle be mommy. continuing. <laughs> I just... <laughs> I'm oh so upset. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I just that's just yeah that lives in my head now. Mm-hmm. I'm just quite frankly amazed you've never heard that term before. Uh, that's I. You're right to be. I'm kind of surprised myself. So this is this is fascinating. I kind of live under a rock. But I know. Kate's just like I have a brand new tag to search on Ao3. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> there, there's Fuck gonna off. be. A, you're right. I can tell you're you right. some fucking She-Ra fix that are gonna be in there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you're correct. Um. All right. I have nothing else to say on the Republic. One thing I did want to throw in there. I don't have a lot to say about this point, but just from a some uh, dissect, dissect, dissecting the literary standpoint or, or whatever the fuck of of this book i so one thing that i i think i've said this before too um especially with like light of the jedi no i didn't say this with light of jedi because i wasn't on those fucking episodes but i read light of the jedi <laughs> <laughs> that's true she said it to me for light of the jedi yes okay we'll um it. so yeah off the pod though so does it count doesn't no count talking right off now. pod i know i know um silence only in our house <laughs> so talk quiet. only through orca guys it's so quiet um <laughs> so um it's one thing that's really interesting is like obviously like charles soul and kevin scott are, are are two dudes who work in comics and i think comics is a little bit closer to like moving image and the fact that it takes like more of a like an omniscient lens um you know it can jump from like viewpoint to viewpoint you could get into everyone's head if you want to um and that's something that i you know has basically been frowned upon in in modern fiction when it comes to actually like writing a novel or a short story or what have you um you know like the, i i 
I've sat through workshops where people have been, you know, gently chastised for this is what this is. This part is breaking the the point of view because I thought we were in, you know, Bob's head, and I don't understand why we're we now all of a sudden we understand what I don't know, like fucking whoever is thinking not bob uh, um <laughs> and but like so for i think a lot of folks like it's it feels like something that is when, when we see when we see that um you know that really close point of view being broken in that way i think a lot of us see it as like oh this was like an editing error or this was a mistake or this isn't this wasn't a good choice or what have you, because like, we haven't really seen this in a novel since like, you know, the early 1900s. Um, but I have noticed, and as Chris, as, as, as Chris pointed out, I do read a lot of fan fiction and, and you know, it's the wild west out there for obvious fucking reasons. Um, you know, people are just like dicking around for fun and that's, and that's completely fine. I don't care. Um, but you know, the, the, these are writers who are coming up writing, you know, just freestyling it basically, and who don't necessarily have any formal training. And I'm not saying that is a bad thing. It's just like factual, um, you know, formal training in like um, what, like what the quote unquote, like Academy considers like to be like good or proper writing style. And um, a lot of these Star Wars authors have also said that they had, they, they, they came up as fanfic writers. Um, and so it is just, this is all to say, it is just interesting to me that, you know, they're like, they're just kind of out here in terms of like point of view and just being like, there are no rules. This is what I'm used to. And we're just going to do it live. And they're probably just going to make the New York Times bestseller list anyway, because they're writing a Star Wars book. Um, <laughs> but no, it's just, it's just an interesting thing I've been noticing um, because, you know, I, it's been so drilled into my head. Like, don't, you know close third person that or or like the first person and that is all you do and anything else is a gimmick or wrong and so to see this like you know just like happening like across um books and authors and such is is it, it is just interesting and i wonder about just in terms of like trends and what do we what do we decide is acceptable in art and like whatever else so anyway there's my little there's my there's my little academic spiel for the end of this book kate has a degree in this i don't know how why they gave it to me but here Who we are cares <laughs> the end it still Ash, I think don't, you have a, don't you have a master's degree yeah yeah she went back some more some, yeah no i i i did art school <laughs> I feel like both of these books in, in that vein is it's very like kind of like the Game of Thronesification uh, or the Song of Ice and Fire because that is like one of like the more popular like pop culture books that does that where it has like but each chapter is dedicated to a point of view it doesn't have that within the yeah chapter. That that's, oh, that's not true. that's so not a third person omniscient okay, I understand yeah yes. that's not what i'm saying like yeah, it's, yeah, it is okay. omniscient like there's this i there's this very specific chap uh, opening of a chapter that i'm thinking of in this one where we're at the Val republic fair and it's almost like we're like have a flyover camera we're like oh yes you know we're like this person's doing this and they're thinking about this and this other person's doing this other thing and thinking about this other thing and so on and so forth and like that's that's a very obvious one and that's a, like you know that i think that's more of a like it's a it's 
it's a technique we don't see often, but like there are also points where, you know, these these character point of views are broken up by chapter and section, and sometimes like it will switch within a chapter or a section, and I usually never see that. That is so frowned upon, generally speaking. And so I'm just very interested in it. God, I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah, no. Yeah, it is interesting. And and I feel like your point about them being comics writers and comics being a much more visual medium um i think is also part of why star wars has really thrived in comics really since the beginning i mean that you know it had its massive runs basically since the movie came out and because like the movie is such a visual experience well it's a movie well yes (laughs) famously um but also, like, it is a movie that has been driven largely not by plot, but by what cool stuff can we do on screen? At least when George Lucas was in charge of it. Yeah. And 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 I say that, okay, I say it with a little bit of judgment, but I don't say it completely judgmentally because, like, it, like, it completely, basically any movie technology, any screen technology that is in use right now was invented by ILM. And that's because George Lucas pushed them to do that. And so it's interesting to see that translated to a book. And I do feel like that is something Mm, that mm -hmm. Star Wars books have often struggled with of how do we capture the feeling, the grandiosity of Star Wars? How do we make it feel like Star Wars? Yeah. (laughs) Like, how do we capture that while sticking within accepted literary techniques? Mm, That's an interesting Fuck your literary techniques. Excuse you. Make it a comic. She'll come back. She'll come back to Portland and kick you. I actually, I know, I don't. I, I love literally. I have. I also have lots of feelings about points of view, but I'm just do, saying. Do you have that's any? What, that's now. what Star Wars said. I was gonna say. Do you, <laughs> do you have any now that you would like to share with the class? <laughs> uh I like third person omniscient. I always have. I know it's not right, but it's helpful for me. But. Also, you, I feel like you read, you, you probably read more international literature. Like if you, if you stick with just like strictly like American and British literature, I feel like it's like close third person is the thing, but like, you know. Yeah. I also love close third. I love any third person. I don't love first person. I can't believe I bought a book and it, a real physical human book and it was written in second person and I put that book down. (laughs) Wow. Which is a shame because I really like the first one. Alas. But I digress. <laughs> what book Who writes that? in second person? Great question. Uh, what, Millennials. What's, what's the fucking the vampire the necromancer book? Oh, uh, uh, Gideon the Ninth. Gideon the Ninth. Series. Gideon the Ninth. The next one. The second one. I don't know if it stays in second person, but it fucking starts in second person. Oh, that's amazing. See, me, me, I'm like, that's amazing. <laughs> I want to know I, more about this. Because, like, a mass market book in second person. This, but anyway, go. I yeah. loved Gideon the Ninth, and I was so upset. <laughs> See, this, I, I mean, I, differences in personal taste, which Kate, is need, fine, but. You got to read the fifth season. That whole series is in second person. What did you no. say? I don't. Why did you tell me that to start with? I have. I don't listen to you when you talk. That's therein lies the problem. Ah, oh, god damn it! That's so cool. All right, it's like, listen, is it like? I mean, it's N.K. Jemison, so I assume it's done well because she's a fucking. Genius. Oh, it's incredible. Oh, I believe that. Yeah, but and like, then, and and then, 
you get to the end and you understand why. Sure. Like it's not, and, and by the end I mean like the end of the series. <laughs> Fuck me. All right. But but you do under there is a plot reason for it. Yeah, sure. But like even if it wasn't a wall, I'm just like I like looking at weird stuff even if it blows. So <laughs> so give it to me. All right, cool. Good to know. Good to know. Um. But yeah, I had a thought and then it, and now it's gone. You're welcome. That's all. <laughs> Third person, second person. Oh, um, something about comics and just like movie <laughs> and movies. Um, yeah, I don't know what it is about visual mediums that like you know we're we're very used to just like being able to be in multiple people's heads and like seeing like what behind the scenes and like what ha- what what what's going on with them at home that's making them like act so fucked up at work or like what or here are the evil machinations of the of this like entity that are happening after hours when our naive happy main characters aren't there like we're we're used to all those layers being pulled back um in a visual medium and not so much anymore in in in, in, in a written one so i don't know i'm just great uh, I'm just great sat words there which machinations oh hey <laughs> y'all i did so bad on my math section of my sat it's like, fine real you- bad it doesn't fucking matter. You I have know. two degrees. I, I sure and, it, and do. Not Both math, of them are so so lucrative for me. <laughs> <laughs> Look, honest to God, like I, I I almost went into chemistry, and then I saw how much math there was, and I was like, never mind. And here we are. Which now is funny I- because you're significantly better than I am at chemistry. Yeah, I'm famously terrible at chemistry. That's true. I don't know. Like, and I'm I'm good at math, and I'm generally good at science. And Kate fucking carried me through our freshman <laughs> chemistry class. We weren't even taking like the hard chemistry no, class. No, we were taking like the equivalent of rocks for jocks, and I still was fucking <laughs> struggling. <laughs> I'm a musician. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's that's about where I am. So, and now I have a podcast. <laughs> Let's. There's no better place to end it than that. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh, uh, this wraps up our discussion on the High Republic Rising Storm. Next episode, we are going to be continuing with the High Republic theme and reading Race to Crash Point Tower, which is the middle grade book by Daniel Jose Older uh, that takes place essentially concurrently with this book. Uh, you'll see some characters that we met in this one. Um, Vern was there. Um, Vern. Gosh, what it was. Uh, was Ram. Ram. Ram, thank you. Ram Jamaram. We'll meet him as well. What a beautiful name. It's, oh, it's, Black Betty. Yep. <laughs> that's that's the only thing I ever think of. Uh, I'll play it for you later, Kate. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm, like, I'm like, what? <laughs> in the meantime, uh, so we're going to be reading the whole book for next episode. In the meantime, if you have the means, first and foremost, donate to the Prism Foundation at theprismfoundation.org. Uh, then, if you want to support us because you hit your head and want to throw away money, you can do that <laughs> either via Patreon or via Coffee at huh. ko-fi.com. <laughs> Listen, some people just wake up one day and want to light $44 billion on fire. I don't know what people do with their time. Oh, yes. Oh, Marky and Roe. Familiar with this man. Yes. Um. <laughs> uh, ko-fi.com slash bookwarspod um, or on Patreon. Uh, at patreon.com slash Tashi Station. For $1, you can get access to the Patreon Slack. 
And for $2, you can watch Kate and I stream. Uh, Kate is currently streaming Red Dead Redemption 2. I'm probably going to start streaming Armored Core later this month or in September. And we think we figured out the fucking Xbox thing, so stay tuned. Yay. Yes. So you can see us get high and play Halo. Oh, that <laughs> sounds fun. Doesn't it, though? Uh, yeah. In the meantime, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for supporting all of our children, Argos, Jasper, Orca, Tony, Wedge, Arftilles, Antifa, Barkhart. Uh, Who's currently licking my toes right now? Tony's licking my finger. Just no pictures for less than 500. Nope. Uh, our theme song is Whiz Bang by Poddington Bear. Our logo and artwork are by Joe Butera Design. And our audio and production are done by our very own Ashton, at Ash Jeffies on Twitter. That's me. Thank you so much from all of us here. We'll talk to you.